Hello everyone, in today's episode I'm joined with Cameron and today um, Cameron's going to be sharing about um, what, why she raises awareness for um, Crohn's and um, arthritis colitis and a little bit about what she does. So Cameron, thank you for, 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 for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I've never done something like this, so I'm really excited for today. Yeah, because um, you said it's your like your first like sort of podcast, and and so it's quite exciting, isn't it? Yes, I've never done anything like this before, but um, it's all about branching out and trying new things for me. So I'm really excited. Yeah, yes, yeah, I think it's gonna be fun. Um, um, could you do a little like introduction to so so anyone who's listening, watching, listening knows a little bit about you? Yeah, of course. So my name is Cameron. Um, I live in the United States in a state called North Carolina. Um, I was four years old and my mother was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And as a child, I saw her in the hospital a lot and she was sick most of the time. So for me now, as a 14 year old, I really want to raise awareness because there's a lot of cases in the United States, but a lot of people have no idea what it is. And so I'm starting in North Carolina and starting in the United States, but hopefully, you know, once I'm older, I can spread awareness to the entire globe. That is my end goal, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think that's good. Like you, you, you decide to raise awareness because your because your mum has it um, as well. So um, yes. I think I think that's good um, that 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 you do that because um, I imagine it's quite hard for her and um, to have it herself and and like now you spreading that awareness doing doing everything you do so I think that's great thank you and I also partner with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America and I was on a zoom call with them kind of like we are now and they told me that you know they loved that you know I was younger because they usually have older patients that share their story and you don't often hear the young people talk about it but you also don't hear family members talk about it that much. You know, you always hear from the patients themselves, but being a family member is also sort of a full-time job. You know, you're always worried about that person. So I think me sharing, you know, my side of things, especially growing up with her having it, I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. And like, it's kind of, you learning about it as well, which is, which is good because, um, it is hard to live with like um but it's good that you choose to raise awareness of it because of course you don't have to you know, like you, 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 yeah. you don't have to do it uh but you do it on your own accord so I think that's yeah. a big well done to you thank you <laughs> yeah yeah um so like how long have you like been doing like the, like this like raising awareness for Crohn's and um colitis? so I started well, I guess you could say my platform. Um, I kind of started it when I was nine. Um, I don't know. I just really felt the urge to raise money. And in the United States and North Carolina, we have um, taking steps walks that are funded through um, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation and their the volunteer dollars. And so I really wanted to be a part of that. And one day when there is a cure, I can say that, you know, I helped raise that money. I helped get there. And, you know, eventually I'm hoping that is what's going to happen is that we find a cure because 
seeing someone so close to you go through it, it kind of messes with you a little bit. And I could not imagine having it myself. Um, you know, my mom has told me and I've heard other people say it's like having the flu 24 seven. Um, you know, that's one of the things I've heard them say. And I could not imagine because I had the flu about two to three weeks ago and it was absolutely brutal. So, you know, I'm just doing everything I can. Yeah, I think it's good. Like you learn more, I suppose, as well as you the more you do it, and um, as well. Like I was diagnosed with Crohn's in twenty seventeen, so I'm still learning. Like talking to different people and meet other people mm -hmm. about that, that in their journeys, um, and it, it's good. Like like kind of a hobby, I suppose, for you as well. Though to, <laughs> yeah. to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> you could say it that way. Yeah, it's kind of my part-time hobby I'm always thinking of new ways to create fundraisers and all that good stuff <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's like yeah it's good isn't it like I do I like to do sort of fundraising as well like I I, I in the past I've like I've heavily got Crohn's and Clarks UK so quite a lot of done for that um so quite probably one of the last ones I've done was probably a year or so ago probably a few years ago at the start of the pandemic um yeah I did like a 2.6 challenge so you it, it, because it, I, we we have like um war kits for like Crohn's and colitis mm -hmm. um and that year that wouldn't be able to do it because of the pandemic and um it was literally at the start of it and so they they came up with this 2.6 challenge where for I think 26 days you would do something involving those kind of numbers like 2.6 like uh, you could uh, bounce on the trampoline for 26 minutes or go for a walk for 26 minutes it didn't have to be like activities like that some people would just maybe stick on Netflix <laughs> watch for, for 26 minutes or something um, but for me I wanted to be like activities um i didn't want to do one watching netflix for 26 minutes when um did it anyway um so i kind of on my platform i, I did like a, i showed people what i did every day so it kind of yeah people, people know i was doing it not i weren't just not doing it um but, just hiding behind closed doors yeah, and not yeah. doing it <laughs> yeah and then yeah i raised quite a lot of money i think more than I actually thought like it got to the target and everything so that was uh yeah that was good and when I've done fundraisers in the past you know I always say you know every little bit helps but until I get that final number I truly don't know how much I've raised um because it's hard to keep up with it while people people are still donating so you just kind of have to like wait until the end which is is it's hard for me because I'm very impatient sometimes um but it's worth it yeah yeah it is worth it like you're helping like the organization out and like um knowing that it's, it goes to lots of different things like the money you raise and possibly not just one depending and like goes for medications um treatment and stuff like that which which is good because um i think it's it's, it's stuff you need uh not everyone is on treatment but people that do have it and it's needed to help their like pain levels and stuff yeah and um my application was selected um in north in 
the United States, we have this thing called Day on the Hill. And it's basically where each state has representatives that advocate for your state in our capital. And so I submitted an application through the CCFA and they accepted it, which means I get to go to Washington DC and talk to my state's representatives about what I'm concerned about in IBD in my state in particular. Um, this year it will be virtual, but I have seen this as like, if you get into this, it's so cool. You know, my mom has been a couple times. And so for me being able to do it, I'm just so honored and so excited. Um, and that is um, in April as well, so. Okay. Exciting times then, some good things coming up. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, like why, um, like ha have you kind of learned like how hard it can be and, and like the good things as well of, of having like Crohn's or ulcerative colitis because it's not all bad like um, as well, is it? No, it's not all bad. And I think that is one misconception is when I explain to people what it is, they only see the negatives and they only see the like stereotypical sayings, like it's just a bathroom disease, you know, things along those lines. And I have to explain to them, you know, no, it's not all bad. Um, and it's not all bad for me, you know, seeing her go through that, it made me stronger. It made me realize that when you're healthy, you can't, you have to be thankful for it. You can't like be mad about being healthy when these people are struggling and you know going through the day is just an accomplishment for them and so when I saw her in remission it made me happy and when I saw her in and out of hospitals it made me want to be stronger for her um, and I do think that's shown to kids a lot um, through their parents as they teach them you know and I think my mom has definitely taught me to be compassionate towards others but also um be there for them when they need it yeah yeah I, I think that's good like um like is your mum the only one in your family that has like uh, is it Crohn's that your mum has or is it ulcerative colitis she has ulcerative colitis oh. um and you know there is they don't really know where it comes from you know whether it's environmental effects or genetics but um her grandmother um, had stomach issues and it was long enough ago that they didn't have the technology that they do now so we possibly think she could have had Crohn's or colitis and it you know the genes could have gone down to her and she got it but um, you know there is a lot of question because we have had you know stomach related issues in our family. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it is, it's bizarre, isn't it? Because like, uh, like every family is different, of course. Um, and like, like, but there are some people that do. It does go in the family and and stuff. Like in, in my family, people had like autoimmune, like, uh, like stomach issues as well. Like, I'm I'm the only one that has Crohn's. Like, mm -hmm. uh, but like, no one knows that I hasn't got it like that. But it's, it's I suppose it's easier if people are have it as own a family like although it, it may come across as mean <laughs> but um, yeah. um but well, you kind of know yeah. what to expect if a family member has it um which is yeah. good if you get it yourself yeah yeah like it it is like uh, from my experience I, I, I didn't know 
of, of Crohn's and all when I was diagnosed, I had to learn about it um, myself. So, um, and having autism as well. So, um, by speaking of people who have autism, because I, I learned this that so some people have um, gut problems that are autism as well. And like, like because we don't know the cure or like the reasons for Crohn's or colitis, we, we kind of have, we all have our little guess. Most people yeah. do. We have our little guesses because of that and, and stuff. And because it's, it's knowing that you don't know why, like what's the cause of it and that really, yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah, it seems, you know, kind of aggravating sometimes because you're like what you know what is causing it what could I have changed 10 15 however many years ago but yeah really bizarre um I think it might take a while to find what caused it but I definitely am very interested in knowing what causes it because you know so many people have it and it varies depending on which country, um, country, different countries have different cases and different new cases each year. And it's very bizarre, um, but I would love to learn the specifics about that in particular. Yeah, yeah, it, it's very interesting. Like, um, I always have my like, reasons, but everyone has different reasons. Like, is it? Is it like a treatment that you've been under the damn work or, or like some food? Like, 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 mm. like, like, you're right. Well, like when you said that people do think it's, who aren't aware of it, that think it's like just toilet condition and stuff because mm. you may go toilet a bit more. Um, and yeah, it's not, or, or like it's a diet thing. Like, um, it's, it's not yes, that. I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Because some people maybe have to have maybe they, we say healthy foods like vegetables like carrots or uh, then and some people might not be able to have that um really and they might have, have chips and yeah like, it's not all diet based um yeah. like i don't know if i believe in like the healing people do the healing don't they um but i understand why that they, that they want to have some sort of forward momentum or something but it, it's hard like um Yes, it's hard to figure out what it is. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I remember specific times when I was growing up that my mom, you know, they always say, you know, you don't look sick. You know, I can say, I can say, I know she looked sick because I live with her every day, but to outside people, she didn't look sick. And I remember it was a, um, a birthday of mine and we went to Disney World and she was at one of her sickest points. She was in a bad flare and her like no medication would work. Surgeries were all the time. And we went to Disney and there's a lot of walking in Disney world. And so she had um, one of those motorized scooters um, to help, you know. I know you mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know like exactly what they're called, yeah. but we went on a bus and this lady leaned over to her kid and she was like, don't use things if um, you don't need them. She was like, you don't need to take advantage of other people's things. And, you know, I just sat there so frustrated because she didn't know that my mom was fighting for her life each and every day and that it was hard for her to get through the day. Um, and, you know, there's been other incidences like that. Um, 
which are very aggravating and I wish I could get through to people um, because of course you can say, you know, they may not look sick, you know, it's an autoimmune disease, they may not look sick, but how many people are actually going to believe you when you say that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no one because not many people because they can't actually see it because like, although it is invisible, like in your insides and it's a shame we can't show people our insides <laughs> there's so much easier in it um um like like it's, it's not the same and like you can look it on the outside sometimes um i think and people don't see that and um and like it could be fatigue which is quite prone, known for prone to ulcerative colitis mm-hmm. um it's there's so many different things around it that people don't see which uh, which is sad and like some people don't want to hear it so some people do um yeah yeah. there's a lot of people that are so closed-minded that they just don't want to learn anything other than what they think that is right and I've met people like that um and they're you know sometimes you just kind of have to walk away and say, maybe I can get through to them some other time, but you have to pick your battles and fights. I think sometimes because it's so hard to convey to people because it's not just one thing, you know, IBD branches off into so many things. There's the mental aspect. There is the um, physical aspects, the financial aspects. There's so many different parts of it that I want to explain to people, but I don't have two or three hours to sit down with everyone and explain, you know, this full scale thing of IBD. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard to explain, isn't it? To someone that doesn't know what it is because like I've been in situations where like for a toilet situation, for example, I use a disabled toilet and um, you get irritated by another person wanting to go outside and, that they have a wheelchair um and mm-hmm. are not using one and like, like people do kind of think that it is just a wheelchair that need uses for disabled toilet um and mm-hmm. probably pe- people probably do use it if they don't are not disabled or like the other toilets are full but mm-hmm. you understand where they're coming from but it's just like knowing that it's invisible like um I like when they put those things on the toilets, like um, not everything is like visible and, and, and those mm-hmm. kind of signs. Um, Cause I think that kind of help for people to understand. And um, yeah, it's, it's not a nice experience for people when they do experience stuff like that, because they don't know what to say. Like they feel like no point saying anything because they still won't uh, <laughs> agree what you're going to say. So uh, just leave it. Yeah. And I think um, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America, I don't know if this is in the UK or not, they have the um, restroom finder app um, for people who have IBD, you can actually download it and it will show you in your area where, you know, organizations and small businesses have said that their restrooms are open and you can use them because, you know, me and my mom have been shopping or out, walking around and you know she's had to use the restroom and we go into a shop or a store and there's you know sorry we can't let you go and I've seen her practically beg them to let her go because you know 
she's not like me where I can, you know, hold it or something, you know, when you need to go, you need to go, you know, that's just kind of part of the deal. So, you know, getting that to people as well. And I think a lot of people don't want to hear it because like, oh, the bathroom and like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Um, but I think it is something that needs to be talked about more than it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's a really good idea, actually. Like, having like, like that and like the same weather, the ones that are, are available. I know there is a there is an app where you can locate toilets. Uh, pretty cool app. <laughs> um, yeah. um, you just locate the toilets. Oh, look, there's toilet over there and, and stuff. And like, I have like a card that I can use. Like, I can't wait, just can't wait card and and stuff like which should really be being made legally it's not like law like it should i think be made law though like like you show it to them and they let you through because they don't have to um so been situations like that before yeah and it's just hard because you know you can't sit there and explain it to them because the whoever you're talking to most likely does not care hmm. you know they don't care you know, they don't know your background. So, you know, their job is their job. They don't really care why you're there, what you're doing. Um, I've seen in some cases, they just want to leave. Like they don't even like their job. They just want to leave. So, you know, trying to do that, it can be much more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like I think in the pandemic, especially for the people that do have like low compromised immune systems and have like Crohn's, arthritis, it has been quite hard um, for people to actually go in and, and stuff, I think, because of cases rising and, and, and they, they fear they have to go in because it's their job and because they have to earn money and if they don't, they might fear losing it if they don't go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard times, <laughs> hard times. Yeah. I think it was hard for everyone and it, it kind of affected each person differently and each family differently. Um, and, you know, in North Carolina, you know, different school boards in different counties, you know, they were like, should we go back to school in person? And, you know, for me, I kind of debated that when um, COVID was in its early stages because, you know, we were worried about it. And, you know, my mom, you know, is one of those at-risk people for getting it. And so we were concerned at the start of it. And, you know, my dad would come in from work and immediately go to take a shower, you know, make sure that um, we stayed as safe as possible um, at the beginning of COVID. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's the best way to be, isn't it? Just, just be careful because mm. you don't know what's going to happen. Like, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, we can't tell the future. Uh, I think good power, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't do that. Um, but yeah, um, like what is like your kind of highlight? So I suppose so far, like like with raising money, like do you have like um one of your like most favorite things that you've done to raise money, or or just like a wall somehow? Yeah. So when I was younger, I mentioned I started my platform when I was nine. You know, I would do the little lemonade stands, but. Um, each year I do this big raffle and last year I actually got multiple items to raffle off not just the one big item but um, I usually get a grill like a nice grill 
and then some jewelry, um, just a variation of things. I've had a bakery do it. I've had, um, my cousin owns a boutique, so she has given us some things and jewelry and so many different things to raffle off, but um, those usually raise a lot of money, um, you know, because who doesn't want a chance at one of those items, um, and so that's my biggest thing that I do each year. Yeah, and is there a specific time you do it? Is it like the same time every year, or do you kind of mix that up? I usually like to do it during the summer because I'm out of school, and I don't have to like worry about my schoolwork and trying to do this and make sure everyone gets their tickets and blah, 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 blah. I just like to kind of have a chunk of time where I can do nothing but focus on the fundraiser. Um, you know, with COVID, it's been a little more difficult. I've kind of skipped around a little bit um, around the year. Um, and then this year, I actually have multiple things coming up over the spring and summer months. Um, so I'm not sure when I'll do it, um, but that is one thing that I'm hoping to do as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, like, it, I think it's good, like, it's a good idea to, like, raise money for, like, Crohn's and colitis, because every little bit, like, like you said before, like, if someone just puts, maybe, not much in, it's fine, at least you're getting something from it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I try to convey to people because if you ask people for money time after time after time, they're most likely not going to give you anything. So if you just say, you know, a dollar, five dollars, you know, it doesn't have to be a hundred dollars. You know, I know some people do that, but you don't have to donate a hundred dollars each and every time, you know, ten dollars here, five dollars there, it all amounts to the same goal. So I think that smaller pieces along the way may be better um, and people may be, you know, may give you money easier than if you were like, okay, I need a big donation now. Um, so. Yeah. And like, do you have like a sort of time limit like in the past or when you've done it for like how long you're going to do it for? So I like to do it for about, depending a month to a month and a half, um, just because people's paydays are different and, you know, they're more likely to give you money after they're paid. And I like to do it before the Crohn's and Colitis walks um, in North Carolina. So I usually like to do it as soon as possible and have a big chunk of time so I can raise as much money as possible before the walk. Um, but, you know, it just kind of, changes depending on the year depending what I have going on that month or year yeah yeah hopefully this summer is good weather <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah yes it we like to say here in North Carolina that you can experience all four seasons in a day um you know you get the cold cold winters at night you get the spring in the morning you get summer you know, for most of the day while the sun is up and then you get fall before it goes back into winter, you know, we kind of have all of those temperatures. So I'm hoping the spring is pretty warm because I hate the cold. I don't know. It's just me. I love the snow, but you know, only every once in a while I can't deal with it, you know, for months at a time, like some people can. 
Yeah. What is your favourite season then, like, out of all the seasons? Yeah, mine is fall. Um, my birthday is in September, so it's kind of in fall as well. But it's the right mix to where it's not, like, the blaring hot sun of summer in, like, June and July. But it's not the freezing cold winters in December and January. Um, yeah. It's kind of that perfect time. And then, you know, I'm not a fan of spring because of all the pollen. This morning, I stepped out of the house and the first thing I did was sneeze. So, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's just covering the roads and the cars and so bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was a bit annoyed it was actually it was spring because um, I wanted to have a picture with a sunflower. I was thinking I haven't done like a, a video or something with like a sunflower. Um, mm-hmm. And then I noticed there's none here yet. And then, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got a bit, I, I mean, I've got to wait or I'll get a green screen or something, but I'd rather do it in person because there's a nice place near, near, near where I live where there will be loads of flam- sunflowers around. So um, I think it's not even, yeah, it's, it's not yet, but um yeah uh, summer's nice but it is when it's nice weather like um yeah. I think last year was not like summer at all over here but <laughs> it, it was it, it wasn't in um spring more the spring was more like summer uh that kind of made me think oh well, why does some flowers not out <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's been weird this week um I believe it was like 70 on Friday and then it was um 50 the next day and 50 on uh, yesterday and then it's like back in the 60s today I'm like can we just like have a constant rate I can't deal with this changing outfits you know one day you can wear shorts the next day you wear jeans you know so yeah yeah um I remember you said your birthday is September um mine's at September as well um so I'm I'm curious when is it in September (laughs) My birthday is September 28th. Okay. And I was actually born really premature. Um, I was actually supposed to be born um, beginning of November. And I was born end of September. Um, so I always think that's kind of funny story to tell someone that, you know, I, was, I wasn't actually supposed to be born in September or October. But um, yeah. Yeah, but I love my birthday. Um, the day before my birthday, the 27th, is actually um, my great-grandmother's birthday. And um, on my mom's side, and then my, great-gra- my great-great-grandfather's birthday on my dad's side. Um, so a lot of birthdays right there at the same time. Yeah, a lot of birthdays. and yes. like I'm on the 12th of September, so... I, I always think when it's September, it's nearly Christmas because it's only a few months. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, oh, nearly, oh, it's my birthday. It's nearly the end of the year now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was kind of thinking my sister's birthday is in the springtime. And so I was like, she gets an even amount of time between her birthday and Christmas. And then me, I have to wait like almost an entire year to get birthday presents and then just like a couple months until Christmas. I was like, it's not fair. No, no, like it isn't. And uh, like I was born, yeah, I was born, I, was, I wasn't, I was, I was, I wasn't supposed to be born um, then like, like you, I was, I was supposed to be born earlier. Like um, 
I've predicted for the 11th, but then it come on the 12th. So um, some people weren't happy about that because <laughs> they wanted me on the 11th. Um, but, but yeah, um, what do we know? We can't choose when we're born. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. my birthday, though. Um, and it's in my favorite season, so I can't complain too much. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's just kind of, I think summer runs till end of September anyway, I think. So it's kind yeah. of summer still. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, I think it's mid-September that it yeah. is weird. I think so. It is weird. It probably changes every year, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I don't mind when it's my birthday, but in it. You kind of think you look forward to it like when it is your birthday yeah. and then you think oh I'm a year older now and I <laughs> yeah you go through all of the stages and um I'm a competitive dancer and I was at my dance studio this past week and I was like yeah technically I can start driving you know anytime I want to and they were like oh please don't tell us that that, that makes us feel so old and I was like sorry like I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, driving's good. It, it is, and like I was doing my lessons. I was like start in before the pandemic. I was I was getting ready to do my test, and I didn't I didn't do the theory. I didn't I didn't do the theory because I wanted to be a hundred percent ready for my test. So I, at first, like like the driving part, and I kind of was, and and then. Uh, covid hit and then I'm, i haven't done it since so um but i i don't want to do my theory because you only have a certain time in it i think it's a couple of years and if i did it then i'd probably have to take it again because i haven't done my tests and nowadays <laughs> it takes it, i think because of covid and lots of people being booked having to book in lots of time in advance it, you have to do that and then you're waiting in a year for your test so <laughs> it is yeah um, Oh. Yeah, everywhere you go to get like into driver's ed, it's at least a month out or two months out. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's so many people, like there's so many people that have to do it now because they could have done it in the past two years, but technically they couldn't because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, I was talking to my friend and I was like, I've never had an normal middle school experience because COVID hit the end of sixth grade for me and then pretty much all of seventh grade um, was virtual and if it was in person we had to wear masks and then in eight, most of eighth grade has been in person with masks. It's only been about two months that we haven't had to wear masks but it's you know I haven't had a full year of you know I guess you should say normalcy but and my sister she's never had a normal middle or elementary school experience um you know because when she was in kindergarten middle of COVID they had to wear masks all the time and so she you know her being in first grade now this is the first time she's going to school without a mask and you know seeing her friends faces and I was excited for her and she was thrilled to you know finally see people's smiles yeah it's it's hard isn't it like you have like it is hard because you don't see anyone for a while like um like I, I have I, I, I don't see many of my friends well I do time to time 
but um, not as much as before the pandemic and and stuff because it's it's hard like if you have friends that haven't got the same condition as you so that like they know I have Crohn's but they they probably know of it more because of me but um probably don't know how it affects you physically and stuff like that and um like like people will say they understand like like, um probably with your mum like as well and like yeah. understand her but like really the only person that deep down understands is kind of yourself when you learn about yeah. yourself and then um it, it it would be nice although it like like i think they do those um pregnancy things so i think males can have a go um and and see what it feels like and it would be nice if they could do that with maybe like a, a chronic condition like just to for, for a few seconds which well, it wouldn't be nice but it would just get another person who doesn't have them themselves to kind of feel like what it is for a person that has Crohn's or ulcerative colitis or something yeah and then I think you know those like pregnancy simulator things you know I've heard you know from people who have actually had a kid you know they're not exactly right because you know the person who developed them probably has never had a kid or gone Mm. through that but at least it gives them more of an idea and I think that would be a great idea um for this you know I don't know exactly how you do it but that's that's what you know scientists and engineers and all those people are for to figure out all that but you know along with the people not understanding you thing we've had people tell my mom you know at least it's not cancer Mm told her that and you know yeah she's like yeah it isn't cancer but I'm at an increased risk for colon cancer like there's so many things that people don't understand and I truly think they're trying to say it in a nice uplifting way but it doesn't come across that way it comes across as either you know it all or you just don't understand anything about it um but some of the things that people will say straight to her face are very surprising and very rude. Like I would never say something like that about someone, even if I knew they had a chronic condition like IBD, that's, you just don't say things like that sometimes. No, no. Although like, like, like you say, they're probably saying it in a nice way for, from their mind, but like cancer, it's not nice like I've had family members that have had it and so it's not a good experience for them but um some people can get cured with, with, with cancer with the treatment they have and um like for me for example I actually take medication for my Crohn's that cancer patients, cancer patients take so I kind of in the ways that you in a way you, you don't have cancer but you can develop it possibly if you yeah. have Crohn's and, and stuff so it's not a very wise thing to say, but yeah. the 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 plus sides of cancer, plus, uh, uh, although they're good and found things like like every illness and stuff, that there are treatments that you can have like radiotherapy and stuff like that that you can actually and it, there is a chance that you could get cured of of it and, and stuff. And with Crohn's, unfortunately, we have to take medication or often clutch to take medication, have different treatments and stuff that mm-hmm. there is no going to be no cure. So they haven't found that yet, mm-hmm. but um, give it time. Hopefully in our lifetimes, maybe. Um, hopefully. hopefully. The technology is getting so much better. So 
hopefully they can figure out a way to, you know, find out what's causing it. And then maybe if they find out what is causing it, they can figure out a cure for it. But hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? We might have flying cars in 20 years. <laughs> maybe. You never yeah. know. Yeah. I think I think there was, there was something about like um, a system or that in, in the future that they'll make where you can actually have a like, like, a teleport like, like, like you're somewhere else but you're not actually there like like you're actually talking it feels like you're in the same room so so stuff like that so who knows like there's been cures for other things um yeah there has like there's been yeah. a lot more like as the technology progresses you see more and more treatments and cures coming out so Hopefully that's what will happen here. But yeah, um, I've been approached by people and like once I explain it to them, they've asked, you know, well, why do they have such hard time with medication? And, you know, why are they so frustrated with like insurance companies? And, you know, I tell them, you know, once you have to take a medication for a certain amount of time for your insurance to cover it here in North Carolina, I don't know about Hello. Hello. Yeah, yeah I think it just froze for a second, but um, um, yeah, do, do, do you want to continue what you were saying? Oh yeah, I was just saying that you know, people don't realize that you know people fail mel- medications, and then it makes them so frustrated. Hello. Hello. I think it just froze again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, saw, I heard what you just kind of say that like like yeah, people get frustrated and stuff. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, like 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 who knows? Like that we hope for a cure one day. Like like remission is kind of a little bit of a cure. Like when you depends what kind of remission you have. Some people have it a long time. Some people don't. Like. Um, yeah. Like having remission myself, like it kind of feels in a way that you don't have any pain, but you still have physical symptoms like fatigue and stuff like that, feeling really tired and um, and stuff. So like a long way to go though. (laughs) Yeah. And with my mom, you know, right now she's in, you know, one of those long remission time period things. Um, but I have seen her, you know, in the past when she has a shorter time of remission, you know, she feels slightly better. You know, she still does have that fatigue. And one thing that's been really hard for her is she has really bad joint pain um, with her colitis. That's one of, you know, her biggest things is like her hands or her knees um, and her joints hurt really bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, I get that as well. Like I've always had kind of joint pains myself, so I I, I understand like that because it, it's not nice. Like you always like for me, I always get this eager to to do clip them or something like that. But yeah, I know you shouldn't. But <laughs> um, I think everyone does. To be fair, like like has that kind of kind of feeling. But um, yeah, 
but but yeah, it, it, it is hard to like like it affect you anywhere. Like if you're going back for a walk, it could be joints could be really achy. Have to sit down and um, yeah. But but yeah, um, there is so much you, you could talk about with all this. <laughs> yes, there's so many like I like to think of it as a tree because they go off in so many different directions and you can talk about so many different things. And I actually did a presentation for one of my friends. Um, you know, she was holding this self-care summit thing. And, you know, I pretty much made a presentation and showed it to, you know, an audience. But it took me so long because I had it divided into these, you know, six or seven slides. But within those slides, you can divide that thing even deeper, um, which is really cool. But, um, you know, when you have to explain it broader to people and then you say something and they're like, oh, well, I didn't know that. Well, I didn't I couldn't put every single thing um, on the presentation, you know, like statistics. I would love to put every single statistic I could find. But then that would make me sound like I'm just depending on the statistics um, and not what people are saying. Um, so you need a good mix. But sometimes it's just hard to teach people when there's so many things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Like there's so much you can cover. It's not just one certain thing. Um, but that's why there's a good community out there because you can talk about all different things about it and um, and you don't have to, you can you can choose like one day maybe speak about like how how it affects your joints another day how, how it affects your um your gut your your insides and, and stuff so there are probably thousands of ways we could talk about all the sorts of effects like men mentally affect as well so yeah and one one thing that I love to say to people because it gets through to them. Of course, I explain it afterwards, but there was a study done in November of 2021, um, so pretty recently, that said that IBD patients have a 40% higher chance of developing PTSD than veterans. And, you know, I have to explain to people, you know, I'm not trying to offend people because I know that veterans, I can't imagine what they see, but it, the, the number does not surprise me because of the failed medications, you know, them feeling lost, feeling like there's no light at the end of the tunnel, there's no other options. Because, you know, I know my mom was like that after repeated failed medications and biologics. She finally was at the point, like, you know, what do we do next? Like, I don't even know where to go anymore. Um, so, you know, that is one thing I like to tell people. Um, and I do explain it just because of what it's about. But um, they seem to, you know, it hits home sometimes and they're like, oh, wow, you know, I didn't know this before. Yeah, yeah, like, it, like we have, I think it's good that you have these studies that kind of raise that awareness of, of a certain thing. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, although it affects lots of people, and like you say, like the older people, but the younger people can get affected as well. And like, it is known i think people do get diagnosed I would, I would have thought people can get diagnosed at any age with ibd but um getting diagnosed younger uh that's there's always gonna be a, a, the good things and the bad things like we said before like when you get yeah. diagnosed with something because it could be like you diagnose younger 
or some people have always known that they've had it, they haven't known had, had a life without uh, IBD. So it's kind of hard. Like you, you always think of what would it happen if I didn't have this or it was further down the line. But it's, mm. yeah, I think you always get to think that like for anyone, any kind of illness that someone has. Yeah. 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 But um, Cameron, but like, before we go, because I think we've, we've sort of like really good things and like yeah. of your, your kind of first podcast. So um, I hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> Yes, I've had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Is there, for, is there any more like you want you, you, you want to say to, to finish up? Like any advice that you would give to anyone else? Like from from what you do. So yeah, I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, my thing is to just go for it. Sometimes, you know, I think of creative ways to do fundraisers or advocate, but I get really nervous for it. And for me. Lately, I've had to learn, you know, you have to take that step out of the box and because I like to stay in my comfort zone. But, you know, like I was talking about that self-care summit, doing that, I was so nervous. I was excited, but, you know, I kept thinking, oh, well, what are people going to think about it? And you just have to do it. You know, you can't have people's thoughts in your head while you're trying to do something that you know is right for you. So that's what I would say. Yeah, I think that I think that's great because you've got to always do do what's right for you and 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 what's best for you. Like I think I think that's some really good advice. But but Cameron, we spoke about lots. Like um like could could you tell where like if anyone's listening or wants to like contact you or anything? Did you do, do you want to say where people can like find you? Yes. So on Instagram, it's at Miss Metrolina OT underscore NC. Um, and then on Facebook, it's Miss Metrolina's Outstanding Team 2022 Cameron Hollowell, my name. Okay. Well, like uh, everyone listening, um, you, you know where to uh, find Cameron and, and, and see all the wonderful she does to raise awareness for IBD. So thanks, Cameron. It's been awesome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I've had so much fun. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. You know, I know you can say that you've been on a, a podcast for the first time. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Checking things off my bucket list. Yeah, but that's one tick. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, thanks, Cameron. Thank you.